0: Okay, now for our first message will be brought to us by Mr. Ken Barton, and it is entitled, Are They Watching Us? Hopefully I won't get everybody bored ahead of the meeting. Are they watching us, over us? The other day, there was a news item about a woman and her granddaughter who had been shot at. Thankfully, the bullet hit the pillar of the truck instead of going through the windshield and striking them. The woman told the reporter that she knew why she hadn't been hit. Her son, she said, who had died suddenly three years ago, had, had saved him. She credited him as being the guardian angel and the reason that the bullet hadn't hit her or his daughter, her granddaughter that was with her in the truck. She thanked God and her son for keeping her safe. I have a major problem with this. People are believing lies and calling truth lies. But at the same time, I realize that if I'm going to address this with someone, I need to do so in a manner that will not necessarily drive them away because they're stupid, stupid idiot. Some people don't like to be called that. So if I can educate them and get their to turn their attention to God and only God and do what the scriptures tell us we should do, maybe I'll, you know, do a little better. There are, it seems to me, way too many fables and superstitions out there that people are more than willing to believe. Linda reminded me of an aunt of mine at my father's funeral. She came up after Lawrence Gregory had spoke at the funeral and, and left him in the ground, resting, she was upset. She said, that man lied. Okay, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to argue it there. <clears throat> but today I'm going to focus on this, that, on, on this one, that people when they die are called to heaven to be angels and watch over their friends and relatives. Where did that come from? Part of it comes from ministers. Who are, they think, comforting those left behind? They speak of how the departed, now up in heaven with Jesus, praising God, having a good time, and and watching over us. They're no longer in pain, they're no longer in sorrow, which is true. Because they're no longer anything. I mean they're sleeping. Waiting on the resurrection. They're going to watch over us. Not necessarily a good thing. I read in Dear Abby. Or Ann Landers. Or one of those. Of a woman who needed help. Her mother-in-law had died. Sometime back. And her husband had always been a mama's boy. He Always wanted to please mama and strove to do that. <clears throat> and the preacher, trying to make him feel better, relayed how mama was now up in heaven with Jesus and all the others, enjoying a good life, and was looking down on them and watching over them. That, that didn't work at all, folks. Because it seems now that mama was up there, she could see everything, everywhere, including in their bedroom so there was no more hanky-panky between husband and wife the wife was understandably distraught because of this <clears throat> i have read that since angel means is can also mean messenger or is, is translated as messenger you know that then that means preachers are angels and angels are messages of god for instance when hagar ishmael's mother fled from Sarai's horrible treatment God wanted to let her know that he hadn't forgotten her and that all was not lost so he sent his angel a messenger with a message from God to speak to her Genesis sixteen seven. and the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness by the fountain in the way to Shur According to Strong's, this is Hebrew 4397, which is mal-ak. from an unused root, meaning dispatch, as a deputy, as a messenger sent from God, as it's an angel. But it could also be a prophet, and it could also be a, a priest or a teacher. Ambassador, angel, king, messenger, all those things. In king James Version It shows up about 213 times. I did not check them all out. So it seems as near as I can tell that people have taken that to mean that people become angels. I don't follow that very well. That would be to me the same way as saying that a bicycle is a Ferrari. Because both of them are means of transportation, right? So if if angels and Preachers are both messengers, therefore, preachers are angels, right? If that, by that, since they're both transportation, a bicycle's a Ferrari. Ferrari's a bicycle. Doesn't quite add up, does it? Now, I readily agree that angels are God's messengers. I have no problem with that. And I agree that ministers and prophets and teachers can be messengers of God. They can deliver God's message. Of what I'm up here for, more or less. <clears throat> but that's where the similarities end. So I think it may come from a misguided translation of God's Word. Most of the time that angels are seen, for instance, they're seen as men. Okay. However, there are angels in heaven that are spoken of that have not really any resemblance to men. And if they appeared to man, that could be a bit unsettling. Just think how it might have gone in this instance. So, uh, Luke 1, starting chapter 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, or Zacharias, either one works, of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. (coughs) I can kind of understand that. One of the reasons that... Zacharias would be troubled is that he was supposed to be the only person there. There wasn't supposed to be anybody else in the temple. Another reason would be that there are times that God's angels would be all in white. Not necessarily looking like a regular person. There's something about them, You know, you can spot that this isn't Joe Bob from down the street. Let's (coughs) Let's say that that's how this angel appeared on this day. A man but all in white. Suddenly appearing next to Zecharias, who was focusing on performing his duties as God's priest in the temple. At first, I was kind of picturing Zecharias as kind of humming to himself as he went about his ministrations, you know. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, I thought he was probably paying attention to the details in order to get it right. Because if you got it wrong, you could die. So they paid attention to doing it right. So he was troubled and fearful. Understandable. But what if that angel wasn't available that day? Okay? We'll say this was Michael. But Michael's busy. You send him, you know, we know that's not going to happen. God's not going to do that. But just play along with me. So, hmm, I need an angel. Okay. Revela- Revelations 4, 6. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Now, I know this didn't happen, but just for the sake of this conversation, consider what would happen with the third beast. At least we're going to give him the face of a man, (coughs) had shown up. I'm thinking there would have been a whole different description of Zacharias' response, such as Zacharias running out of the temple screaming. (laughs) So can we agree that just because they look like men, that doesn't mean they are men. They are angels, beings created by God for serving him. So let's go to the next point, that people go to heaven and help watch over it. Now, earlier I said that when we die, we're at rest. If we're up there keeping track of everything, that our relatively do it. Anyway. So, it said we can look to them for safety. People need to be very careful. Very careful about thinking that. Because that kind of thinking is basically worshipping people. Dead people. Instead of God. Last Tuesday at Bible study, we studied about this very thing. About worshipping idols and false gods. And in King James Version... Isaiah 42:8. <clears throat> God says, "I am the Lord; that is my name, and of my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images." In the contemporary English version, which is one I downloaded late, not too long ago, it's kind of interesting. It says, "My name is the Lord; I won't let idols or humans share my glory and praise." So When you're looking up to heaven and thanking Michael as in her son. You're not thanking God, are you? So do you think that God looks down at all these people who are basically worshipping their dead relatives and thinks, Oh, how cute. I very much doubt that. And now let's look at when we die, we immediately go to heaven as angels. Don't think so. John 3.13. And no man has ascended up to heaven but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. But some might say, well, no, this is after he ascended back to heaven. Wrong again. Acts 2.29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his, hell was not, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. hope I'm not. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he says to himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make your foes a footstool. Hmm. David's still there in the grave. But maybe it's his spirit. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. His spirit's up there. And that's how he can be up there singing and praising and watching God and watching over all his descendants as an angel. How many descendants do you think there are in David by now? So, Ecclesiastes 9.5 kind of talks about what happened. For the living know not. I'm sorry. For the living know that they shall die. But the dead know not. "...anything, neither have they any more a reward for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love and their hatred and their envy and their is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in, forever in anything that is done under the sun. At least until the resurrection." Psalms 115, 17. "...the dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence." So when you die and enter into rest, you don't go up there praising God and having a good time and enjoying. No, not anything. Of course, some people say, well, there's those that speak to the dead. <clears throat> they can speak to your relatives who've gone on before. God says, stay away from those people. Leviticus 19:31. Regard not them that have familiar spirits. Neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. And the soul that turns after this is Leviticus 26, such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go a whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from his people. And in 27. Verse 27, a man also or a woman that has a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. So let's leave it at that. God does not want us trying to m- communicate with the dead. If you want to have a little interesting reading, look up what happened when Saul had a woman bring Samuel back. But then, what do we do in a situation like this where someone is saying these things? If it's like this, a report on the news, you should, we should just recognize, huh, no, I don't think so. Reinforce in our heart that that's not right. And pray that that person will come to realization of their sinful understanding and repent. What if it's someone speaking to you, trying, uh, telling you and trying to make you join them in? I think the best way to respond to that, if it should come up, is to tell them in a gentle way. But clearly, you don't believe that. That you believe the scriptures. And according to the scriptures, no man has yet ascended to heaven. Because that won't happen until the resurrection. You can also tell them that if they want to be part of the resurrection, they need to live for God. (coughs) Serve him and walk in his word. Then, after the resurrection, they'll be able to meet again with those folks that they thought were watching over them, but were actually just sleeping with them. You know, just think of the difference that that could make.